0: The biggest factor, and I mean, what everybody knows, the why is just losing faith in the U.S. government. Essentially, it's sending a message around policies and procedures not working, and the fact that they've just kind of ignored it for a long time. It's, okay, now we need to hold somebody responsible. We need to let you know that we're not okay with this
1: long term. Welcome to The Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools to help you navigate any market environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, joined by Wealth Advisor and Partner Kevin Rex. Kevin, thank you for joining us. love being here. Thank you. So the purpose of this podcast is here's what's going on in the world, here's how it affects you, and here's what you can do about it. One of the most popular things in the news last week was Fitch downgrading the US government's debt from AAA to AA+. Let's talk about sort of the implica- implications of that downgrade and, and what that means. I'd love to talk about it. It's a uh, lot to unpack here. Yeah. So, you know, in the, in the headlines last week, besides Taylor Swift changing the the face of the U S economy with her billion dollar tour, um, the Fitch, one of the rating agencies downgraded us debt from AAA a to AA a plus. Why did they do that? So, it, you know, The biggest
0: factor, and I mean, what everybody knows, the why is just losing faith in the U.S. government. Essentially, it's sending a message around policies and procedures not working and the fact that they've just kind of ignored it for a long time. It's, okay, now we need to hold somebody responsible. We need to let you know that we're not okay with this long term. And this was a little, you know, call it a slap on the wrist as far as like, hey, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to change? Because we can't continue on like this.
1: It's so fascinating, and I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what's the reason, why did Fitch do it now? And then what was the reason or rationale? And so when, when Fitch downgraded the U.S. debt la- last week, it wasn't any new news. We kind of knew that government deficit has been getting larger and larger. Um, the, the revenue that the government takes in is far lower than what they're spending. In, in, in fact, I think... U.S. government spending is on track to be like $1.4 trillion. And now that interest rates are higher, the, the debt service costs adds another $600 billion or something to, to the budget. Nothing that Fitch brought out caused it to be a catalyst or things that weren't already inherently sort of known.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You bring up a great point on the timing of it, right? What is what is new? Well, we, we've known all that for a long time. And one thing you think about is if you and I ran our personal finances the way the government runs it, we'd be in really bad shape because we can't just create more money whenever we want. Right. And it's again, I think they just had enough. I think they got to the point where it's this can't go on forever. I don't think it was one thing where they woke up and it happened. It was, you know, this is uh this is a time to bring it to light and say, all right. We need to change. And this is a first step towards making, you know, the, the headline is making all of us talk about it. And it's, again, we've known it, but now if the more we talk about it, the more pressure we can put on hopefully instilling some change in the future.
1: And I think that that's maybe why the the market responded a little bit, but it's still definitely positive this year through a number of different headlines that, that have come in um, versus 2011, the last time the U.S. debt got downgraded. It was an analyst by the name of Nicola Swan who downgraded back in 2011. Um, A lot of these things were already known, and so they they might have been factored in. But last time in 2011, I think the market was down, call it 15 to 20 percent in a very short period of time, six to eight weeks. You know, it was another debt ceiling debacle, and you know the government overspending. It was it was really interesting how the market responded last time versus that.
0: Yeah, and I I find it interesting that. Very similar, right? It was, it was, Hey, government, you're doing some things we don't like so that the impetus for the downgrade was very similar. The numbers are different. And when you think about the headlines, right? I, the people I talk to family, friends, clients, the, the headlines, they're concerning. I think people really are worried around what's going on, but there's a disconnect between the emotional side of it. And then still, you know, the, the FOMO or fear of missing out investor behavior hasn't changed all that much. And I don't think this announcement is going to change the way people invest. It's definitely changing the way we think, again, bringing it to light, but people are going to invest in U.S. treasuries. People are going to continue to have faith in the U.S. government as the powerhouse you know, across the globe. But it's, yeah, it, it definitely needs to continue to find ways to adjust or we're never going to get out of this hole we're digging.
1: Yeah, I think in 2011, debt to GDP was at like 65%. And then today, with the downgrade, you know, by Fitch last week, we're what, like 98% ninety-eight percent yeah. debt it's, to GDP gonna be over yeah. on track to be one hundred and fifteen percent. So it took twelve years for the debt to GDP to double, and you still are considered, you know, one of the safest a- um, assets in the world. And you know, maybe only another rating agency downgraded the U.S. debt. How bad does the rest of the world have to be for that? to be the situation yeah,
0: the other two aren't following suit yeah i know i was looking at the 1.4 trillion deficit expected to be double in the next couple of years like we're headed down a path of more concern and so how do you get out of it right there's really the two ways we talk about it. you either have to make more money bring in more money than what you spend so the government's got to raise the tax- raise taxes and then cut what they're spending which that's not attractive in any way um or you keep running high inflation, and so the dollars that you're paying back, it, it's just a cheaper way to pay back your debt. Neither of those seem like really positive options for a political party or for, for the government to implement. And so the, they've really used option three. Hey, just don't look at it, and let's just keep going the way we're going. And as long as we're better than the rest of the world in a lot of ways... We're just going to be fine, and that's that's not going to play out well long-term.
1: I think that's the frustrating thing for me personally is, you know, we talk a lot about fiscal responsibility, helping work with, with clients to, you know, enjoy and protect and generate income. We talk about fiscal responsibility, you know, with their kids, you know, spending less than what they make and saving. But because the rest of the globe has continued to print trillions and trillions of dollars, We've been able to get away with doing it too, and you know, for some respect, it's it's partially been needed. the 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 fallout from two thousand eight two thousand nine was so bad that the globe needed you know fiscal stimulus for sure. But it's frustrating.
0: But as long as it went on, right? If it felt like there was a period of time where rates stayed low, money kept being printed. It's like, wait, we're in an expansionary period. Let's start making our economy a little bit healthier by adjusting some of these things. And they didn't take those actions and. We felt the, the real pressure of it, especially COVID, no one planned on it, but they couldn't drop interest rates because interest rates were already low. So you saw all these countries going into negative interest rates, money continuing to be printed. So when you make decisions that are, are a little bit hard in the moment, but are the right thing long-term, it puts yourself in a better position, but we have a long, long history of not making those tough calls and continuing to take the easy path, and now our credit's downgraded.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens, and um, you know, politically, how we you know handle our fiscal responsibility going forward. Because the only way to get back upgraded to AAA is to have a little bit more fiscal responsibility, show a trend toward Just kind of bringing of debt down, and having a plan. Um, before we get into sort of what we're doing about it or, or why we invest the way that we do, I'm going to read the top eight headlines for 2023. Just as a reminder that this stuff's important, it matters in how we make decisions. But we need to ignore it and focus more on our individual plan because almost any one of these could cause somebody to want to sell out of all of their investments and you know go to cash or flight to safety. Right? I'm excited to hear these. Yeah. So mortgage rates past 2008 highs at 7.2 percent. Credit card debt set to hit one trillion for the first time ever. Regional bank crisis leads to second and third largest bank collapse in history. The Fed raises interest rates to the highest level since 2001. The debt ceiling crisis nearly leads to U.S. default. The U.S. sees most bankruptcies since 2020 lockdown. Interest expense on U.S. debt set to cross $1 trillion annually. And then last one um, besides Taylor Swift. Fitch downgrades U.S. credit rating for the first time since 2011. Any of those topics in isolation, it's scary. It's not a good situation.
0: But I think when you talk about our clients and us, none of those things in and of themselves are going to just make everything fall apart. They They are headlines for a reason. They're meant to capture your attention, grab some emotion. But we do need to protect and find ways to diversify because all of that is Negative news. And that's in one year. We're
1: talking the seven well, not even a year. <laughs> seven months. Yeah, we're eight months in and this is this is it. And we've got the top, you know, eight. Uh I think that's why we talk so much about when we're looking to invest, we care a lot about diversification. Um, investments that are truly diversified from one another generate cash flow so we understand the health of it and you know, we get paid well at that risk management aspect where we understand the risk that we're taking on, but we're getting paid well enough to take on that risk. Um, so it's why we we try to look beyond traditional stocks and bonds for real assets, you know, real cl- collateral behind some of the loans or, or things that we're investing in. Um, but it's also why we like gold and precious metals as well.
0: Real estate, right? When you talk real assets, things that can't just be created out of thin air. And that's what we've seen with currencies, fiat currencies around the globe. So you can touch it, feel it. You know, it's it's something that we probably are going to be interested in investing.
1: Yeah, Kevin, thank you so much. I mean, obviously, the Fitch downgrading U.S. credit rating um, is just one of the number of headlines that's concerning to us. Um, we need to somewhat ignore the noise a little bit and focus on ourselves and what investments and what plan do we need to have our family be successful. Um, and then- you know, continue to focus on things outside of traditional stocks and bonds for diversification and growth. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. We hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications about weekly episodes, email us at financialcommute at mortonwealth.com.